Hello everybody, Michael here, and uh, before we get started with part one of our season finale, ooh, our epic season finale, uh, I just want to thank you all, first of all, for uh, uh, joining us on this wonderful adventure. Uh, it's been a long road getting from there to here. No, that's a different show. Oh, speaking of other shows, you simply must check out Encounter Party. Encounter Party is an audio adventure podcast featuring six professional voice actors battling through an epic Dungeons & Dragons campaign, but it's been edited down to focus purely on the story, leaving nothing but just pure, awesome adventures that you can enjoy in under an hour. Their third season just launched, and I know I am very excited to hear it. Now, season one spent over seven weeks on Apple's new and noteworthy charts, which is awesome. But season two then charted in 49 countries for comedy fiction. In fact, Nerdist called Encounter Party a critical hit, which, as you know, that's that's big. That means, like, you did really good. Um, critical hit. Anyway, uh, it's set inside the Magic the Gathering realm of Ravnica, which Riley has been explaining to me is not in any way steampunk. It's actually more sort of renaissance -y, which is cool. I dig that a lot. It's got kind of a Slavic, kind of European... Uh, Prague-ish sort of vibe she mentioned, which is neat. I find that very cool. Uh, I also wouldn't know that because I'm not really a Magic the Gathering guy, uh, which isn't really here or there because Encounter Party, as it ends up, is written by uh, a novelist and playwright all their own, and there's also plenty of room in the adventure for the players to, to play. Now, I'm a voracious podcast listener. I'm kind of on the hunt for more actual play podcasts, uh, especially in the in-between seasons of our show to kind of absorb uh, uh new stuff, and uh, Encounter Party has been a really, really welcome addition to my subscriptions. There's a lot of actual play pods out there, but the Encounter Party group has this really great dynamic that puts fun first. Um, I've listened to a few of their episodes, clearly not enough to learn what Ravnica was. Don't, don't gatekeep me. I think the thing that makes or breaks actual play pods is the cast of players and the GM and sort of how they all work together, and this group clearly is having a great time together. I think it really shows in the episodes, and uh, their third season's just getting underway. There are two full seasons already available, so now is the perfect time to join the party. Uh, I, I'm doing it now. Right now I'm recording this, but after this, I'm... I'm going to do it. Uh, so if you're a fan of fantasy epics and top-notch voice acting, then you've got to check out Encounter Party wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, for more party favors, you got to head over to EncounterParty.com. I just checked out the site. It's very cool. It's really well designed. They've got this gorgeous logo. Very beautiful. Um, so yeah, you got to try them out. Encounter Party, they rolled a 20 at 100. I don't know if you do the percentage thing in your house game. I, I don't think they do. Uh, but, you know, it it's a critical It's a critical hit. I mean, I mean you know, they said it. Uh, yeah. One week ago, on the planet of Gallifrey, the warlord who first led the Time Lords, Rassilon, was restored to power. His first act was to wipe out Skaro, the home planet of one of the Time Lords' oldest and deadliest enemies. Later, he rounded out the day by capturing the Doctor. Six days ago, Rassilon's agents detected a signal in the vortex that, unbeknownst to them, was the beginning of one of the maddest, most inexplicable escape plans in history. Or quite possibly from it. Five days ago, Rassilon abruptly appointed a new Keeper of the Matrix. This came as something of a surprise to the existing Keeper, though not as much of a surprise as her immediate death some moments later. Three days ago, the new Keeper of the Matrix completed the Perfector. Yesterday, Rassilon had a dreadfully predictable and selfish idea. Twenty minutes ago, the Doctor used her TARDIS key to escape Arch Cardinal Kalen's office with her companion, Travis Killian. 
During that 20 minutes, the pair managed to get up to rather a lot, including saving planets, helping old enemies turned friends turned enemies again, and stopping briefly to add one carry Vu to the team. This just goes to show that while it isn't always possible to make the time for what's important, you can always find it if you're willing to look hard enough in the wrong direction. It is 20 minutes later, and Travis, Carrie, and the Doctor, separated by circumstances both metaphysical and ever so slightly impractical, are returning to Gallifrey, right about now. There is a flash of light, and a tentative rumble, like the sound of someone who has heard of a thunder sheet but doesn't actually know how to use one, as the three of you, Travis, Carrie, and the Doctor, materialize. For Travis and Carrie, there is a physical discomfort, like you've just walked face first into a plate glass window. And I'm going to ask uh, Travis and Carrie to please roll Resolve plus Strength. I did not roll very well. I have a 10. Rut row. 14. 14 is uh, just good enough. I'm going to have uh, Travis, you're going to take a hit to both your resolve and your strength. Not if I spend story points. Ooh. Uh, you would have to spend two story points yeah, to not I'm, take any damage. I'm going to do it. All right. Okay. Uh, you take no damage. Uh, Carrie, uh, I'm going to uh, have you take a hit to resolve. Okay. Uh, Unless you want to spend a story point, I guess. <laughs> uh, I, oh, it's like my, sure, I have ten. Yeah. I can, I can spare one. Okay. Oh, you reset your story points at the beginning of every adventure, so yeah. if you, are you at ten? Yeah, yeah, because I think. Oh, we, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because we, we, we nerfed your story points because of the, 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 the fanny pack. Cool. Uh-huh. All yeah. right. So you're all good. Okay, so you're now down to nine. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes a moment for you all to get your, your bearings. Uh, it's quicker for Travis and quicker still for the Doctor. The pair of you having been here before. The three of you are on Gallifrey, standing in a courtyard, the orange sky and sunlight visible through the great glass dome surrounding the capital. But here you are, at last, together again. Doctor! And uh, Travis runs over to her. Is Is it really you? Depends on who's asking. What do you What do you mean? Was any of it real? Oh, Am I talking just... to a real person right now? Are you, are you just having a goof with me? You know, I thought it was Millie that I couldn't trust last time we arrived somewhere, and it turns out that the spy in my midst was somebody else all along. Wait, what? Is it Is it like a chameleon arch thing, or what's going on with it? What's What's happening? Um, I have no idea what's happening right now. As Carrie walks over to Travis, you guys doing okay over here? I take out my Sonic and I scan him and I'm looking for like any sort of frequencies coming off of him, any sort of like like detection of anything. Um, 
Travis is not himself giving off any... So I'll give you this as a freebie. You are scanning Travis, and the main thing that you're picking up is that Travis's brainwaves do not resemble normal human brainwaves. There's less of that kind of... Uh, kind of incongruous, like, random pattern behavior that you get with the human brainwave. This is a little more... Uh, rounded off, or in some cases, kind of squared off. It, it's, it's more like a digital signal than a than a, a human consciousness. I don't know who you are and what you did with my friend Travis, or if my friend Travis was ever a real person to begin with. But I want you to know that there's one thing that I don't give lightly, and it's my trust. And when that is taken in a way that I don't feel good about, I am not very happy about it. And I look at Carrie and I go, "Whip." Where were you? What did he did he do anything to you? Uh, me. Uh, Carrie points to herself. Uh, d- d- nothing happened to me, but something might have happened to him. He's been kind of out of it for a while. Oh, okay, yeah, doctor. Surprised. Okay, doctor. I, I think I know partially what's going on, but, um, ask me something that only Travis would know. Travis, do you understand that if I think you've been embedded since the beginning, even something you would know might still be a lie? Are you, Travis? Are you? Who are you? Should I call you Keeper? Should I call... Are you Barusa? Who are you? How many Star Wars what? movies are there, Travis? Well, I mean, Phantom Menace is coming out in a couple months, but, I mean, you've mentioned, <laughs> you've mentioned that there are uh, nine, I think. And there, I think you said something about spinoffs, too, which I don't quite understand. But, my... my Doctor, okay... So you met the keeper. I saw the keeper. You saw the keeper. Okay. Um, so I. Okay. This is going to sound bananas, but I've been inside of my mind. Remember when I fainted? Um, I've been inside my mind and I found out that when we went to the parallel earth, um, the other consciousness of Travis of that earth came back and now Rassilon is using him as the keeper. So I, I'm Travis Prime and I always have been, but I've just learned that there is a mirror verse Travis out there. Does he have a goatee? Because if he doesn't, I'm going to be a little peeve. Well, but. well, first of all, tr- first of all, keeper Travis, whatever your name is, it's very, very uh, self-centric to decide that your universe must be the prime universe because you're prime. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and get that out of the way right now. Let's not have universe privilege in this conversation. Thank you. (laughs) Tell him, doctor. Tell him like it is. Fight for all of us. Okay. Second, uh, I don't recall him having a goatee. No, I don't. I'm sorry. Damn. Okay. Um, Look, there's no way for me to prove that I'm not... Or there's no way for me to prove that I am me... So, uh, you, I've seen you do this before. You can reach out psychically. I want you to read my mind. Travis, your mind is digital. It's not going to work. Your mind can we try? Computer. No, it's, but it's not. It's, I've been, I've been upgraded. I, I I'm still human, but the way I, I have an understanding of things now that, I previously didn't. Uh, the best analogy I can give is that my brain was formerly a cassette player, and now I'm an MP3, and I only just learned what an MP3 is. Wow, he jumped through Laserdisc and CDs and... Well, Laserdisc wasn't, a vid- wasn't an audio format, Carrie. I know that you're young, but come on now. 
Remember when my body piloted the TARDIS and we landed on the Beagle and we met Darwin and I didn't have full <gasps> control over that? Yeah, yes. oh, I'm sorry. Did we not Travis, mention that? Travis, I'm, was... I'm, not, I'm not lacking for information when it comes to recalling times when you were behaving erratically. What you're failing to see is you're not making your case that I can trust you. Well, okay, but, but... What, but what I can say is though, now I have I, I fig I found out why that happened. Yeah, there... so did I, Keeper. No, no, the keeper is a is a separate Travis. I have I am and have always been the person you have known. There is another Travis who goes by the keeper in this world, and I I'm the only I'm the only Travis that has ever been in your TARDIS. I I'm I'm the one who was kidnapped by uh, uh, Russell Turner when we met at the Museum of Progress. I I, I but. What happened after the parallel world was that my brain has become more than a human brain. I'm still myself. I'm just a new and improved version of myself. And there's no way for me to prove it to you. So either you can believe me or you can't. And that's all I can do because, doctor, I trust you more than any other person in this entire universe. Out of every person we have ever met, after every wonder you have ever shown me i trust you with my life and if you don't believe who i am then there's nothing i can do to change your mind i can only present to you myself and that's what i'm doing to you right now i i'm straight away travis i'm giving you a story point because that is that was a wonderful little speech and i, I loved it thank you how, how magical is gallifrey is there a potential of me pulling out a, a, a chalkboard and kind of like Charlie daying this whole thing. Cause that's literally what my face is doing. So I would assume Carrie's doing the same. Yeah. I, yeah. Your face on the Skype call has been very like Pepe Sylvia right now. It's been, it's been pretty magical. So, I know that's uh, not the reference you were going for, but that's very, that's where I, no, that is, that is the I reference. That no, that is yeah. the reference I'm going oh, for. Oh, I thought, yeah. I thought you were going for uh, the other one, uh, Pacific Rim. No, not no. not Pacific Rim. Definitely no. Pepe Silva. <laughs> um, the the conversation that you are having is interrupted by sudden screams, uh, from one direction at first, but then from all around you, and you watch as residents of the capital, Time Lords, and Gallifrey and Zor run, panicking. They don't seem to be running in any particular direction, just away from where they were, and then you realise what it is that they are running from. You can see them standing everywhere, standing on every street, on every balcony, in every doorway, motionless and silent, watching the chaos around them. Travis, you remember seeing one of these beings before, and the Doctor certainly has. There are, it would seem, as many of them as there are Time Lords. Well, there would have to be, given the level of panic. They are Watchers, one for every single Time Lord on Gallifrey. If there are this many here, the planet is in immense danger. And so are you, Doctor. Because standing on the other side of the courtyard, watching you intently, is your watcher. We'll have to finish this later. Uh, well, I have a question. Where are we? Um, well, this is sort of my home. I mean, I'm not really hang out here. I kind of stole box and ran away from it and then like ran away a bunch of more times. I was president 
once, and uh, and then I and ran away again, and then blew it up uh, completely. And then turned out I didn't. And it, look, it's a long story, and I I'll, I'll get to the, the the I have a, a lot of back footage I'll show you on this artist at some point. But for now, just I'm at home. Uh, but my 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 people, uh, their leaders are corrupt and trying to do some bad stuff, and I've got to stop. Cool. So we're rebels. Got it. Yeah, <laughs> we're rebel. We're trying to find uh, an air vent. So the the screaming and running continues, but you can see now some of the watchers start to kind of fade away or step out of view and vanish uh, around you. But the people of the capital are very much in a state of panic and stress and fear and shock. Should we be helping them? I think it might be too late for most of them. So we should run. Um, I'm not sure where to, but yes, away from away from her. And I point to the watcher that's like across, looking at me. Your watcher is making direct eye contact with you. Not yet, Doctor. Look, I know you don't fully trust me, but I don't Carrie, trust you at all, Keeper. But but Carrie can attest. We just met Roman after we. I initially met him at the uh, uh, meat market, and he sent us here to go to some place called the Matrix in order to stop Rassilon and the Keeper. Wait, you said you saw Rome? Yeah, yes. he was really nice. <laughs> you, you saw him? Yes. It was about a week after uh, the meat market, according to him. He's still gone. Yeah. All right. What did he tell you to do? I, I mean, he said we had to stop Rassilon and stop the keeper. I, I, I don't know. I, he, he, he used, um, he used two keys, uh, not TARDIS keys. They were different. And he, uh, opened a portal for us to travel through. He, he, your, your TARDIS, uh, transported us to Roman as an emergency measure. And then Roman said something about accelerating the timetable and then said we had to come to Gallifrey in order to stop Rassilon and the Keeper, a.k.a. the Dark Travis from the other timeline. Um, but this is your this is your home. I, I don't know where it is. I mean, we just walked through. the. We just saw him a moment ago uh, relative to our timeline. So and the first thing we saw was you. Well, I think the Matrix is probably the best place to to, get, to go to. Uh, your uh, your your watcher is now. There's only a handful of watchers left remaining, Doctor, and yours is still uh, still standing at the end of the courtyard and begins kind of slowly beckoning you over in that kind of. I'm not hired to be an actor. I was supposed to just stand here, and now they have <laughs> me doing this hand thing movement. And I go again. I, I look at them again. Look at her again. I go, not yet. And then I I take Travis and Carrie, and I go. I I, I look. I looked at I th the finger that I pointed at the watcher. I point at them, like, like like look at me, and then I go running towards where I think the matrix is. Okay. Um. So you are right now. You're in kind of a residential. Let's say residential. It's kind of uh, uh. It's kind of the 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 NoHo Arts District of the. 
um, of the uh, of, of the capital. Uh, there are a lot of uh, gentrified lot of... Gallifrey. <laughs> yes, gentrified Gallifrey. Perfect. It's gentrified. Um, and uh, <laughs> you. Uh, uh, so you're running past a lot of uh, like like residential like domiciles and uh, uh, and places. There are uh, there are stores and cafes and there is an art supply store that you are running past. Um, and uh, you are heading, I would I would imagine, in the direction of like the heart of the capital. Yeah, I think if if we're using the NoHo Arts District sample example, I'm heading towards what would be like the metro station, so that I can like yeah. find transportation towards the capital. Yeah. Okay. Um, you head that way. Yeah. Well. So we'll say we'll say you head to a nearby uh, transit center, and the place is pretty much cleared out. There's nobody here um, because everyone has kind of run away from uh, from having seen presumably their watchers. So you see uh, this 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 kind of shuttle bus uh, that is a uh, we'll call it haha <laughs> uh, the Predonian line uh, that would take you directly uh, to the heart of the capital. All right. I go to the controls to see if I can if I can get. To run oh this is gonna be fun all right so we're gonna have you do uh ingenuity and transport okay i never thought when we were going to gallifrey that the doctor would steal a bus <laughs> <laughs> i got 18 on the dice that's without any adding any sort of like uh that's that's a good or anything like that yeah uh and i would give you uh plus two for tech adept probably. okay so that's that's 20 yeah, so twenty. Yeah, you um, you are able to. I would say that's kind of a yes and as well. Um, so uh, you are able to take the shuttle, and you're able to actually. The way that these shuttles work is they're kind of almost automated because they kind of stay on a not a physical tram line, but like an energy line that they are connected to. Um, you are able to, uh, uh, if you so wish, disengage it from this energy line and kind of get free control over it. Yeah, I'm um, the doctor. I wish. Yeah. Um, to fly, you can. You, so you can fly this thing straight up to the the center of the capital. Now, the the way that the uh, the capital uh, is is constructed in Gallifrey is is it's kind of this large central spire of buildings um, with other smaller buildings uh, surrounding it, and also underneath it. I've, I looked at recent photos of the way Gallifrey is represented, particularly during the Moffat era, and there's a lot of these kind of connecting beams and kind of a like it's like a pit beneath it which i would guess is where people kind of live so the capital kind of where the high council are is kind of all in that that central spire so i'm probably going um, more up than i am yeah vertical i mean going horizontal i'm more going vertical than i am horizontal for the most part yeah i think if you had stayed on the 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 line it would have probably taken you up to like the main like ground level entrance but now you are you are <laughs> off the rails um <laughs> Uh, you can you can fly this thing up down kind of anywhere you want along that central column. So what would you what would you like to do? Um, I know where the president's office is. So uh, I'm actually no no I'm I'm not trying to go there. I'm trying to go to the Matrix. So uh, having known where the Matrix is in the past, I am kind of like trying to get as close to that as I can. Okay, um, the Matrix I would say is probably. Uh, Probably more central, kind of the middle of the, the the middle of the spire, kind of above ground level, but um, not at the tippity top. Um, and you are able to pull up to uh, there's like a small round window that kind of opens into a, a corridor um, on the on the level where the matrix would be located, and you are able to kind of pull up pull up against that little round glass window. Okay, uh, I think that I would like try to like kick open that window so I can get into the building. 
All right, give me uh, resolve and strength. Let's keep it uh, keep it simple. Okay, um, that's not great. So that's going to be a as a thirteen. Thirteen is uh, is going to be a no, but you you kick it. It does not break, um, but you can see the glass kind of shift a little bit. Help me! I'm so ready for this. <laughs> uh, Carrie, are you going for it? Yeah, I'm absolutely going for it. Any right. any chance Carrie can get to like pilot this spaceship? <laughs> come true. Oh, are you gonna are you gonna fly it? What are you she- doing? Well, no, she's just going to assist the doctor right now. If she okay, has so to take over the reins, she will. Okay, so we're talking about kicking out this little window. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be uh, a resolve and strength roll. I was ge- I was genuinely terrified for him. You're going to be like, okay, yeah, I'll help. And then try to crash the, the, the shuttle into the side of the spire. <laughs> well, I could have done here's, that. Yeah. Here's, here's the thing. She's not a Leroy Jenkins, okay? We're going to carry a little bit more. Than the Leroy Jenkins faith, okay? She she at least like tries to be impulsive for the right reasons. She was she was raised Church of Leroy Jenkins, but it was really more of a family thing. She never really had like the beliefs. Exactly. Yeah, it's culturally it was a cult. Church of Leroy Jenkins. Well, when she found out that Leroy Jenkins like... was staged, it like really gave her a crisis of faith. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say this whole like in the meantime, Travis is like, who's Leroy Jenkins? Is like a senator? Or is this guy? Uh, this is just table talk. It's fine. Well, I vote for him. <laughs> so I have a twelve. Twelve. Sorta. Um, that is still that's still no but that is that that the glass uh, you can see it kind of start to crack, but it does not. It's not significant enough to actually kind of boom through. I uh, during this, Travis is looking for if this is some sort of bus. There's probably some sort of. Uh, emergency maintenance equipment on board so uh he's looking for the equivalent of i don't know what a maglev train would need a tire iron for but something along those lines yeah if you want to spend one story point i will let you find the tire iron of rassilon um i think i'd rather roll for it if if that's allowed if not, I will spend the story well, point. Well, the story, story points kind of exist specifically to kind of manifest stuff like this. So I think, okay, I think the one story point expenditure is okay. Then I'll do that. Is good. Yeah. What? All right. So, oh yes. What if you took up a chair and threw it at the window? That's it, also an option. You it's could probably rent your chair. It's probably bolted. That's why I was thinking <laughs> yeah, somewhere more that's like that's almost a, yeah. You know, that would be two strength rolls, and they'd both have to be one of them at least would have to be very very good. Um, I'll, I'll spend the one for the equivalent okay. of a spanner slash tire yeah. iron sort of thing. Yeah, uh, you find that you find the tire iron of Rassilon yeah. uh, uh, under cool. one of the chairs. And I uh, hand it to uh, to Carrie and <gasps> say uh, I mean, it's not a softball bat, but I mean hopefully this will do. <laughs> uh, Carrie definitely makes that screaming noise. Alright, Carrie, I get a roll again. It? You get the roll again. Uh, let's give you strength and resolve and then plus... Four for the tire iron. Got it. It's sturdy stuff. Okay. And actually, Travis, I'm going to give you that story point back um, for uh, giving the tire iron to another character to, okay. to use. Plus two for the tire iron? Uh, plus four for the tire iron. Plus four. Oh, so yeah. 19. Oh, yeah. So that window uh, pops right out. That a, a circle of glass falls into the hallway, lands on its edge rolls down a little bit does a little bit of a 
uh, DeLorean license plate frames spin for a second and then comes to a stop. And there is now a large person-sized uh, circular hole uh, into the Gallifreyan capital. Yeah, you can now climb in. Carrie, definitely let's take that with us. You should hold oh, on to it. Oh, that was already <laughs> in my head. This this worked out so well. This is coming with me. I'm going first. And Carrie, like, crawls through the hole. Uh, just she's, she's on that adrenaline rush, so the thinking yeah. is not really forefront. It's more about doing right now. So she's crawling through that hole she just made. Very, yeah. very proud of herself. The doctor kind of gives her, like, a by all means, like, like, yeah. Um, I look around before I go back to the hole to see if my watcher has followed me. Um, so you're the last person out. As you turn to look, you see your watcher sitting on one of the seats, uh, looking at you and silently beckoning over again. It's not, it's not time. Hey, Doc, you doing okay there? No, 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 not particularly, actually. Things are a little bit, uh, not good. Uh, let's go. And I go jumping through the hole. Alright, you, you go through the hole, and, uh, you are in a, a kind of a T-section of corridor that is kind of, it's, it's around the edge of the, of, of the spire, so it's kind of, you can see it curving off to the left and the right, and there's a path along the center that leads to a, a circular, um, orange door, and that door slides open, and two members of the Chancellery Guard uh, step through holding stasers, and one of them yells, STOP! Uh, all what right, big guys, and uh, well, Carrie's getting in a batting stance and holding up that crowbar, <laughs> Jackie Robinson Carrie. style, right in front of everybody. <laughs> She's ready to go. You know that adrenaline is going real far. <laughs> the, the, doc- the doctor kind of like puts her hand in front of the tire iron and is like, "A melee weapon versus a blaster is not the best. Uh, it's just, just I appreciate your enthusiasm, uh, but that's not how we're going to do this." Well, but they might shoot like stormtroopers, so I have an excellent chance here, Doctor. Look, you don't regenerate. I can't take that risk. Uh, the okay. the Chancellor guards go to fire their stasers, so we are now in a uh, a, a fight situation. Uh, so we're in a conflict. Talkers, runners, doers, fighters. What does everyone want to do? I'm gonna do a uh, a talk. Okay, you're gonna talk. Um, uh, Travis and Carrie, what are you what are you gonna do? Well. Uh, my first reaction was Carrie was going to dive right into the action because they're firing on us. But I have to remember that the doctor is holding me back right now. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm going to defer to after her talking. Because I think she'll just stay and hold there. Yeah. Uh, Travis, what do you want to do in this moment? I'm also going to wait for the doctor to talk to decide. Okay. All right. Yeah, Uh, because I'm like, I'm like, we need to know what her go is. She's kind of holding us back right now. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, Doctor, you, uh, the the Chancellery Guard stand in front of you with their stasers uh, and they're ready to fire. What do you do? Um, I just, I, I hold my hand out to them and I just yell, Stop! This is not what we do as Time Lords! Is that it? Yeah. I don't want to sound dismissive, but is that is that the extent? Yeah, of the... sorry, I don't have a whole big speech planned every single time. It's not always like I'm not I'm not Matt Smith, where I have a team of writers who have come out with a speech <laughs> planned for me. Well, I was gonna say Carrie probably just battle screamed after she finished that little statement right there, just for pure emphasis. 
right. Uh, in which case, here's what I'm going to do. Uh, Riley, I'm going to have you roll uh, Presence and Convince. You get a bonus for Voice of Authority. Okay. Um, and I'm also going to give you a plus two for Carrie's Death Rattle. Okay. Okay, so... Yeah, Is this I... first Hype Beast companion? <gasps> I was just about to say I was like Carrie Ooh. is a total banshee Ooh. like oh, no. she will hype uh, oh no oh uh, dog no no it's okay it's, I just didn't roll very well but I had a lot of bonuses anyway so um, I, I that's gonna make it 17 17 is pretty good that's uh, yeah I just I rolled a 1 and a 3 but because of all my bonuses it kind of evened it out a little bit uh 17's quite good. That is that takes you right now with my counter roll to a no but. Um so I'm gonna I'm gonna treat this as um they, they're still standing with stasis pointed at you, uh and they're just they they're just gonna say to you Give me one good reason why we shouldn't fire right now. Because I'm new here, okay? <laughs> uh, Travis is gonna step forward. And I'm just going to tell you right off the bat, I plan on rolling presence and subterfuge. <laughs> okay. Uh, so after they say, give me one good reason, Travis steps forward and says, oh, I think that I'm reason enough. Don't you agree? And I'm basically hoping that these two guards recognize Travis's face and think he's the keeper version. Okay, go ahead and roll presence and subterfuge. My subterfuge is only a one. That's why I wanted to roll this. Yeah. So uh, I want to give in. I want to give Dan uh, a help in this situation. If this uh -huh. will, if you'll allow this, I'm going to shoot Travis a look of total disgust and betrayal. Like I'm, I believe this is the keeper stepping forward. Like try to, to try to help the subterfuge. Okay, I would also then like to have the Doctor roll uh, Presence and Subterfuge. Okay. Um, I would like you both to do this. May oh, I also well, but, add... But, I mean, the reason why I'm doing I'm trying to give Travis like a benefit to his roll, so if we're both rolling, it isn't really... Well, here's what I'll do then, in that case. Um, I will have... Uh, I'll do the same thing I did with, uh, with, with Carrie uh, screaming, uh, and I will give uh, Travis a plus two... Uh, to the role with okay. the that's, that's what friends. I was hoping to have happen. Yeah. That, that yeah, could yeah, be yeah. the butt from her no butt on the roll. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, can I add brave because I'm very much putting myself in everyone's harm's way? I I think you can you can take brave. Um, okay. uh, Riley, I want to ask you a question uh, uh -huh. just a little bit above table. Where, where how does the doctor feel about Travis right now, genuinely and truthfully? The doctor has no idea if she can trust Travis or not right now. But she also knows that like, this is she, I think that she's self-aware enough to know that this is a gambit that Travis is doing. Mm -hmm. um, what she doesn't know is if Travis really is the keeper or not, but okay. she does know that this is a ploy. And so she's trying to help sell it. But there is a little bit of genuine, like I don't trust this person right now in this look she's giving. All right. So here's what I'm going to do. Before we do this role, and I know it's not relevant, but I think it will be relevant for the game going forward. Uh, Travis, for the time being, I'm taking away your reliable okay. skill. That's fine. Okay, so I'm, pray, I'm praying to the dice lords right now. Oh, 10 on the dice plus nice. 6. Woo! 16. 16 is good, plus 2 from the Doctor's Glare takes it to an 18. Oh no, I already, I already added the Oh, you already, oh, oh no, oh, I didn't. No, I didn't. I'm sorry. I okay. added the two for 
uh, brave, not for that. So yeah, so an 18. Uh, the Chancellor Guards uh, see you and there's a look of panic and, and terror on their faces and they immediately lower their guns. And uh, the one who spoke earlier says, my, my, my sincerest apologies, Keeper. I, I, I had no idea that I'm, 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 I'm terribly, like you can see, like he's, he's stammering and is genuinely terrified that you are standing right in front of him. Well, don't let it happen again. Now, the two of you will escort all of us to the Matrix. What? Oh, 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 <laughs> all three of you? Yes, these two are but, with me. But not not to question your 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 judgment keeper, but one of them is a known renegade and the other is a, a human, and humans are not permitted within the Citadel. Hey, he said all three of us. I have voice of authority, by the way. So I will <laughs> roll for that. Um, I'm not even going to have you roll because that was just perfect. <laughs> I'm giving. I'm going to give you a story point back as well. Thank That's what you. I'm, do. I'm oh, very feeling feeling very generous today with the story. You are points. feeling very generous. Yeah. Uh, Michael, have a story point. Um, <laughs> I'll have for later. Yeah, for your personal use in your day-to-day -day life. So if you ever feel like things are not going quite well for you, you can spend that story point. I need a wrench. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I need a raise. Um, so, <laughs> oh no, I've wasted the point! <laughs> <laughs> but you can use the wrench to hit your boss, and you know, we'll, get, we'll come back to that. Um, the, the, the Chancellery Guard... Uh, uh, after Carrie's uh, impassioned button on the end of uh, Travis's uh, orders, Ab absolutely my my my, my uh, sincerest apologies. Uh, the Matrix is is this way and and uh, uh, beckons to the door behind them. Yeah, that's what I thought. Carrie like walks proudly <laughs> past them, like still swinging the wrench, and like she might get to one of like the kind. If there's any of them that are kind of on edge, she might like kind of like do the like threaten thing, like. Hold up the wrench a little bit and be like, Yeah, yeah I would say the thought. second one, like you, you hold up, you hold up the the tire iron of Rastalon. The other goes, Oh, I oh, was at the tire iron. Oh, never mind. It's not relevant right now. Um, and yeah, the the two chancellery guards lead you through the uh, the the capital to a large chamber, um, a large circular uh, room at the center of which is this hovering spherical, uh, uh, just this this sphere. Uh, covered in Gallifreyan symbols, both old, old, high old Gallifreyan, new circular Gallifreyan, a, another third type of Gallifreyan I'm inventing right now that I'm going to call Hickson's Gallifreyan, which is made up largely of drawings uh, of uh, Kilroy. You know, Kilroy was here. Let's do that. Yes. Um, and it's sitting in the. There's a. Uh, this this chamber is kind of largely illuminated by this kind of. Uh, white blue glow coming from this sphere uh, kind of hovering in the center of the room and the room itself uh, is mostly this large empty space surrounded uh, uh, by this kind of balcony um, as you can kind of look out it looks a little bit like um, um, the, uh, the the 3W Institute where they had the, the matrix slice but much much bigger and a lot more orange uh, I turn to the Chancellor Guards and I say now you two will wait here and do not let anyone in including myself unless you hear this password third eye blind <laughs> and 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 the, the chancellor goes I'm so, so you want us to wait he, like here and he looks outside. down this out Outside these doors. So we wait outside. We stand here hey, and wait he's outside. he's not going to repeat himself, okay? You're going to stand outside. You're going to see. 
If anything fishy is going on, then if he says third eye blind, you're gonna come back in here. But uh, other than that, nothing's happening. We've, we've and got the other a time one says, here. Okay, so no one is to enter this room without your permission. Correct. Unless... Even if even if it's me myself, only if I say the password. Uh, that they kind of frown at you. I'm gonna need you to do another presence and subterfuge roll because that's a weird request to be making. Okay. Uh, brave again. Uh, I'm gonna let you. Brave was plus two last time, right? Yeah. I'm gonna say this time it's gonna be plus one. Okay. Uh, five and a seven is a twelve. Twelve. Um, is mm, it's yes, but. Okay. Uh, and the 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 chancellery guard says, "Well, we'll certainly wait outside, but I, I don't see why we should." If you come in, we'll just let you already. I'm. Not, I. You I know guess what? I can see what? what passes for discipline around here, Keeper. Silence, Renegade. Silence, Please. you, you nameless stormtroopers. I. Ha- I have a name. All right, everybody. This is what the deal is. You're gonna wait outside, no matter who comes up. Us, other people. It's a no. Unless they say third eye blind. We got it? Okay? We got time. We don't have time, is what I mean. We're go- well, we're we gotta gonna go. go. All right. All right, I'm gonna push w- you out the door. My, Carrie starts my pushing name, them out. My name, by the way, is Leroy. And okay, then- Leroy. <laughs> Goodbye, Leroy. Yes. And you are now... Is the other uh, one Jenkins? This- uh, no, the other one is is Dennis. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, so such, left- such Gallifreyan names. Leroy yeah. and Dennis. Well, yeah. uh, the translation circuits are translating it for yeah. The listeners. Okay, <laughs> Leroy is short for Leroy Verandalula. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and Dennis is is long for D. <laughs> um, so yeah, you have been left um, in this uh, in this space with with uh, with the Matrix. There is a console at one of the railings um, with two key slots on the side. What do you do? I. I pull out my TARDIS key that I have, mm-hmm. and I try to see if my key will fit in one of the slots. It does not fit. Well, I it bend definitely it until looks... it does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it fits! Um, it definitely looks to be like a Yale lock, but it is not a Yale lock that matches your TARDIS key. By the way, a thing that I wanted to do earlier, but I didn't want to step on forward momentum as things were happening, but every time Carrie like lost it on the guards and was really tough, the doctor did kind of like a take, like a like a mean mug kind of take, like a <laughs> like like she was really intimidated by Carrie as like a way of like helping Carrie sell it to the soldier. Yeah. And I wanted to say that when it was happening, but we were moving on so fast I didn't want to interrupt the yeah. things. But that's exactly what the, the doctor did, like oh you better be careful of this one. She's a little scary. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody um, had to take, you know, somebody had to save our skins. Yeah. I am going to try to use, um, I'm going I'm to look around and see if I can see where there might be a key. Um, there are no, how do you want to do that? Uh, by using eyes and, oh. and searching the room that I'm in. Okay. I have a uh, flashlight, doctor. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty eliminated. Yeah, oh, it so, is. This, this, Dang it! Uh, there are no keys in the in the general area. I would like you to do a uh, presence roll, just straight up and down presence. Okay. Okay, that is a eight. That's not too bad. Um, you feel there's. It feels like there's something 
reaching out to you from deep within the capital. You can't quite uh, determine what it is, but there's definitely some kind of consciousness uh, in the lower levels of the of the capital that is is reaching up to and out to you. Does it feel like there's a way to like? Are there like? Is there like a pit here where I can like go down into the pit? Like, or is it just like a? Am I just in front of a console? Um, I mean, there is kind of an the, the the open space in front of you does appear to kind of stretch down through the core of the of the capital. Okay, um, I am going to do a full on uh, doctory kind of move, and uh, I'm I'm gonna look at uh, Carrie, who just walked away. Oh, there she is. Uh, I'm gonna look at Carrie, and I'm gonna go. Do you have any? Uh, carabiner clips in that fanny pack of yours? Is that something you would have? If you want to spend... Uh, what was that? That was me being frustrated that I don't have anything like that in my fanny pack. Uh, you can if you want to spend a couple of story points. Sure, I earned some back. I can earn yeah. them back. If let's you want do to spend... It. Let's see. Uh, if you want to spend two story points, we can give some carabiner clips. Sure. Yeah, that leaves me at eight. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. So yeah. Cool. Carrie has carabiner clips. I go. Um, I go. Let me see. Um, what's everybody wearing right now, clothing-wise? Oh, we haven't had time to change, huh? So I've been wearing the same thing. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do I smell? You've been wearing. I would say you've not been wearing the same thing since Swipe Right. I would imagine that maybe you got changed prior to New Moon Rising. But all of this has been happening in the space of, like, a few hours. This is still, I would say, kind of the same day. This is day two on the TARDIS for you. Yeah, Yeah, I was just about to say, I was like, oh, man. And I did bring my clothing. I brought the cat. Uh, I guess I get to say, uh, somebody else go. I have to think now. (laughs) Travis is in his standard uh, adventuring outfit, the the jacket and the jeans and, you know. Okay. Uh, um, I, I I grab one of the carabiner clips and I clip it to the, one of the cables that like goes down into the pit, and I clip the other side of it to Travis's like like one of the military loops on the jacket. Mm-hmm. I'm basically creating like a zip tie, a, a, like a zip cord kind of thing for okay. him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of motion to carry like if you've got something similar, go ahead and do it. And then I, being the doctor. Uh, I just want to go full-on hero move, and I'm just going to grab a cable and just jump and start sliding down. Yeah. All so right. you're using Travis as an anchor? No, I'm giving you a safe way of getting down because oh, you're okay. not a Time Lord. So okay. I'm I'm, I'm a little right. more resilient than y'all are. So I'm, I'm giving you a okay. safer way to get down, and I'm going down, like, basically full-on Capaldi jumping out of testimony and sliding down. <laughs> All right. I need everyone to roll uh, athletics and coordination. Thank goodness I rolled an 11 on the dice. <laughs> Thank goodness I am lucky I'm re-rolling those snake eyes. Doug, can, I add, can I add Brave to this? Uh, yeah, I'll let anyone who's got Brave can add Brave. Okay, so. So I got a 17. 12. Ooh. I got a 15. So 15, 12, and 17, huh? Which would totally make sense where Carrie is clipped because she's definitely clipped by her waist because she doesn't have loops on her button-up khaki shirt. So it's on her pants. Are you wearing, like, jeans or anything with, like, belt loops? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And the fanny pack, but she's not hanging that fanny pack because it's a clippy one. That would be 
foolhardy. She's not yeah, like it's, that. It's uh, it's branded with the uh, the little system. From I meant more support. like so the... she has loops to feed the fanny pack through. Yeah. 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 One after the other, you all leap out into the the, the space where the, the the matrix hard drive is and grab onto a wire and slide down into the darkness. The occasional flashes of energy and light coming from the matrix above you, illuminating this tunnel. It's very very eighty sci fi kind of this this dark space. And the, the occasional bright flash of white light as as we cut from the doctor's space to Travis's face to Carrie's face. As you as you slide down 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 deep into the heart of the, the, the capital and you reach the lower level and all of you hit the ground uh, with grace and poise uh, except for Carrie who rolled a 12 um, and is going to take uh, a hit to um, to coordination. Well, since I rolled a 17, is there any mm-hmm. way that I could maybe, you know, support Catcher? her? Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Um, so instead of instead of Carrie landing on a butt and taking taking damage, uh, the doctor lands uh, on on her feet. Travis lands on his feet. Uh, Travis, you look up and see uh, Carrie has kind of lost her her grip just a little bit, um, and looks like she she might be coming in for a hard landing. And you very gracefully uh, catch her as she falls. Thanks, Travis. Appreciate the catch. And she hops out of his arms and runs over to the doctor. Yeah. yeah. And as, like, unclipping from the, the carabiner from the line, I said, Doctor, I Roman told me what those keys were. That's how we got to Gallifrey. There's two keys, one in possession of the president, one in possession of the keeper. Well, where's yours, then? Uh, again, if I had it, if I was the keeper, I would have it. You know, search me. I do not have it. The other Travis is the one that has it. And the reason that Roman was able to let us in was a bit of a loophole because Roman was formerly a president and the other version of me is the keeper. It was a little bit of a it was it was sort of as if uh, Roman was hacking the very code of like what the rules of this were in order to get us to you. So the keys are still in your TARDIS, but presumably Rassilon and the other Travis have the other keys. So you are now in the lower levels of the the central spire of the capital, and this is a space that actually everyone except for Carrie recognizes, because this is where uh, the cells were. This is where the dungeons were um, when you were being held captive, all the way back in the very first serial of this season. Um, and uh, Doctor, that that feeling now, there is, there is a, a voice... Uh, calling to you, calling for you. I, I at this point, I don't. I'm out of options, and I'm just gonna follow. I, I don't know who to trust, and I know there's some sort of plan that I still haven't figured quite clearly yet. What's supposed to be happening? So I just follow it. I go towards okay. the voice. Uh, you, you start moving towards the direction where the. Uh, uh, where the cells are, which is also where this feeling is coming from. This voice is beckoning to you from. Um, very good choice. Uh, and you hear footsteps from around the corner echoing down the halls of uh, uh, Chancellery Guards. What do you do? You know, we really should have had those guys give us their stasis. Um, Travis, if, if, you're, if you're running a long con, I hope you can keep it up. I mean, it should be evident that I didn't ask for their weapons. I mean, I, I, I know I know who you are, Doctor. I 
I know who I am. It's not what I'm saying right now. There's more coming, and I hope you're able to talk them down like you did before. Um, and they immediately uh, round the corner. It, they immediately round the corner, and they see you all. And the first, first person they see is the doctor, and they pull out their stasers and say, Freeze! Oh, again with this? What? Is this your first option every time? We don't do that here! Should I try it again? Should I do it? Uh, Travis, sure. if you don't do this now, I'm going to just start whacking people. Okay. Do you know who I am? <laughs> they look at you. Are you is, is that it? Is that like the, the, the peak of... Yeah, that's that what, what, that's what people in positions of no power actually say to people. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, go ahead and give me presence and subterfuge again, but this time you're not getting anything for brave. <laughs> okay. Not to say that you're not being brave. Of course. Yeah, I understand. But you are not going to get a, uh, a buff this time. Eleven. Eleven. Uh, they, uh, they look at you and they say, you're not the keeper. And then they go to fire their stasers. So we are once again in another conflict. Woo! What does everyone want to do? I'm going to be a doer this time. You're going to be a doer. Uh, Carrie and Travis, what do what do you want to do? Oh, you know it's game time. Are you Carrie's, gonna just, oh, Carrie's you, sl sliding into home base to go take out those kneecaps. All right, so that's going to be a fighter. Yep. Travis? I think what I'm going to do, it's somewhere on the border between a do and a fight i i basically want like if travis is at the front of the party essentially and knows that this isn't working knows that carrie is going to be running so i kind of want to hit the deck to give her a clear shot all right so we'll call that a doer so okay um t no talkers no runners um doers do either of you have quick reflexes i do okay so the doctor goes first I think that at this point, uh, the instinctual part of me that still very much cares about Travis and trusts him outside of what my conscious brain is telling me to do has this moment of protect your friend. So I grab Travis by those same hooks in his jacket that I saw them at, uh, that I used for mm -hmm. the carabiner clips, and I just grab him and I swing him out of the way and kind of put myself in between him and the staser. Okay, um, that's going to be a roll. Uh, Travis, are you going to uh, roll against this? Nope. Okay, uh, I'm, then I'm just going to let it happen then. Um, the Doctor is able to swing Travis out of the way uh, and gets in the way of the, the Stazer. Um, uh, so now we're in the Fighters. Wait, wait. So do I get a different do now? Because I d technically didn't get a you do. You can now change your do if you want to. Great. When I get thrown against the wall... Are there uh -huh. any sort, uh, is there any sort of like computer terminal or like running wires? Like what, what, what have I been pushed into? It's stone. It's like a kind of a, a dungeony kind of space. Well, that's not going to help me. They're like, there's, are there, is there anything? There? Yeah. Is there like anything overhead? Like, cause presumably we are near the center of like a massive computer. Like, are there any sort of cables? Are there any like, or is it just like pure dungeony? Uh, I would say that there are probably kind of slightly anachronistic looking uh, electric wall sconces uh, with uh, kind of a, a, a long metal uh, cable connecting the lights together to provide them all with power. Great. Okay. I'm going to try to grab that cable and rip it, uh, basically shorting it out or anything to cause some sort of distraction. Okay. Uh, go ahead and give me uh, strength and resolve. Okay. 
Ten. Okay. Um, you try to target that cable and are not able to uh, pull it free, but uh, doing so does cause the lights to flicker, which is going to uh, reduce the accuracy uh, of the uh, of the Chancellery Guard when they inevitably go to fire their stasers. So now we are in the fighters, um, which... Uh, uh, Carrie, do you have quick reflexes? I do not. You do not. Okay, so here's what's going to happen. Um, I can't remember what decides who goes first in a situation like this. Michael, do you remember? Absolutely no idea. I'm just I, would, I would say whoever has the higher coordination probably be the easiest way to do it. I think yeah, it's best fair. for the narrative to have Kate go. <laughs> Carrie, what's your coordination? Two. Uh... Yeah, I think I'm. I think that for, for the for the purposes of this, I think the Chancellor Guard do kind of have to go first a little bit. Actually, yeah. no, they're sh- they're shocked by the flickering lights and, and they're they're blinded. So I would say actually, I'll let Carrie go first. Would oh, you say cool. they're okay. blinded by the light? <laughs> uh, just the roll only. Uh, yeah. If you're you're rolling to swing with the uh, yeah nine, uh, so that's that's gonna be uh, strength and fighting. Oh, okay. So thirteen. Thirteen. Uh-huh. Uh, and I am... Does the tire iron of Rassilon provide any sort of buff? <laughs> it's infused with Gartron energy! Well, I no, mean, it... not to, you know, pull from the history of our show, but Rencheru 5000. That's, that's fair I and mean, true. also, it is... It's a melee weapon, so it yeah. should... Yeah. Like, it's... It should... Yeah. It's, it's, it's you're hitting with a stick versus punching someone. It's a bit of a difference. Yeah. So so I mean the straight up and down thing is right now I did just roll for the member of the Chancellor Guard that you went to hit, and uh-huh. they did roll snake eyes. So okay. they're they're down. So one of the two people with stasers is now down and unconscious. They're out. The other one, however, is going to take a shot at the doctor, um, but with diminished accuracy because of the the lights. Uh. uh <laughs> Uh, that's going to be six, seven, eight. That's eleven. Uh, and your back is facing. There actually takes it to a ten because they're taking a minus one to visibility. Uh, ten. I'm gonna say that's a miss. They miss you. Okay. Um, so we're back to the top of the turn order. It's uh, we're talkers, runners, doers, fighters. What does everyone want to do? I'm gonna be a fighter this time. Okay. Uh, same because I took out one guy. I'm probably mm-hmm. swinging for the next guy's kneecaps. Cool. <laughs> kneecaps specifically. I love it, Travis. Yeah, yeah. I went in for the sliding thing. Yeah. Travis. Um. Oh, Travis. What do you want to do? Again, this is gonna be sort of on the border between. I'm not sure if it's a do or if it's a fight. But I, I, I basically want to um, try to incapacitate this person, but keep them conscious. Okay. Um, maybe almost like a, maybe it'd be almost like a running charge kind of thing with okay. to position myself on top of that. Or no, I'm gonna try to disarm. I'm gonna try to disarm. Okay. Um, well, we will. Uh, I think I am gonna call that. How are you gonna disarm them? Actually, let's. What is your with my charms. Be? No, I'm going <laughs> to... With my I'm, I think charms. I'm gonna, I think I'm, like, going to, like, run up and just, you know, try to grab Clock their it. wrist or something. Okay. Sure. Um, all right. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call that a fighting action. 
Okay. Because uh, there is a, there is a grabbing happening. Yeah. Um, so I think everyone's doing a fight. So I think first up is the Doctor, because the Doctor has quick reflexes. Uh, I go, hi! And I do a Venetian Aikido right to the back of the neck to try to non-lethally, like, take the, like, end this fight. I, I dig it. Yeah, give me, uh, give me strength and fighting. God bless you for making a, just unending meme, John Pertwee. John Pert meme. Hi! Ooh, okay, great. This is great. I have a 16. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, I snake eyes it again with the Chancellor Guard. So you absolutely like hi dunk and then and and this this member of the guard just goes down. They yeah. are immediately incapacitated, and you now have two unconscious uh, uh, chancellor guard members at your feet. So Kate, to, because you're not uh, privy to the the wonders of the third doctor from the nineteen the the nineteen seventies, uh-huh. uh, the very first color era of Doctor Who, is that he would like basically do essentially like. 1970s style martial arts where he uh-huh. would essentially do like a karate chop that right, would actually touch uh-huh. the person and like would uh-huh. like and he would go hi and like that would like uh, immediately like knock down like he wouldn't like he wouldn't do a full-on combat scene he would just do one single chop and then Amazing. they would like fall down so that's what, that's just what happened. yeah the third doctor's like james bond pretending <laughs> to be bruce lee but your granddad Amazing. Kind of yeah. weird. Love Amazing. Yeah, he's Love wearing like a like a lounge singer outfit. Like he's wearing like a tuxedo that has like a, fr- <laughs> yes. like a frilly thing. And he just like yes. and a cape. And the weird yeah. capes. Yeah. I'm, I'm all about this. I'm, that, I'm a cape yeah. lover. So My, That was the era thing. of Doctor Who where they, for a few years, they thought, hey, what if instead of the Doctor traveling in space and time, what if mm-hmm. he just stayed in some small town in England and aliens came to him? And that was basically, <laughs> and, then, and then for a whole season, it's was like, what if an evil Time Lord is the bad guy in every single episode, but then always ends up working with the Doctor at the end to stop the bad guys he was working with throughout the rest of the episode? I think my favorite thing about that era is like velvet, jackets, ruffles, capes, and then the last two seasons, like we can put them in tartan capes, right? That's probably fine. A little bit of Burberry, I'm sure it's good. Um, That's also when he's traveling to time again. So maybe like you know, now that he's traveling, let's give him some fancy looks. Yeah. Now that he's trying to impress anyone on earth. Anyway, sorry. So yeah, I do the thing and I knock him down. Yeah, there are now two unconscious members of the Chancellery Guard, uh, kind of uh, at your at your feet right now. Cool. I pick up at least one of the stasers and immediately mm-hmm. disassemble them. Interesting. Okay, are you, are you just kind of dis- disassembling so that they can't be used, or what is yep. what is flat out okay. cannot be used? Like the way that you would break down like a pistol to clean it. Yeah, like, I'm in pieces. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna do, go ahead and roll um, ingenuity and technology for me. <laughs> Starting with an. Oh, can I add my uh, tech adept to this? You can now? add tech adept. Yes, you can. Okay. Twenty-one. I got an nice. eleven. I got an eleven on the dice and a ten base. Hey. All right. You have a fully functional uh, set of uh, stays of components, including the power cell, uh, all of the components. So you know, just have that in your inventory. Uh. I honestly don't want them. I I I, okay. I, I would keep the power cells. Okay. Um, but I was gonna I, do a thing and I can't do it now. That's all right. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. No, it's okay. You didn't know. Uh, and but then I, I turn to the doctor and I say, Doctor, they themselves didn't recognize me as the keeper. I I hope that's good enough for you. And I, I actually I give her the power cells. I uh, so but how about you go ahead and hand me the components for the staser? Sure. 
All right. So uh, I want to roll. I want to go, um, Travis. I don't know what I believe anymore. I don't know who I trust. I don't know if I trust myself because I'm hiding things from myself right now. So I just saved your life. So I hope you recognize that. Uh, every time. This is not the first time you saved my life, and I've been grateful every time. All right, you're laying it on a little bit thick. Um, I, <laughs> I, yeah, Travis, I, cool down. I take the gun, and I, like, hold it in my hand, and then, like, the stasers, and then I just kind of, like, chuck them against the wall to, like, break mm-hmm. them further. I want to roll a, a coordination and subterfuge or something to that effect to basically have palmed at least one of the power cells so that I'm keeping them for Ooh. myself. Oh, yeah, coordination and subterfuge, absolutely. Okay, I rolled a 13. Okay. Um, you... What is... Uh, Travis, what is your uh, awareness right now? Uh, it's a four. Okay, uh, Travis, go ahead and give me... Um, uh, just a straight up and down awareness roll. Okay. Uh, 12. Okay. Uh, yeah, so the, the role that you did, Riley, is, is, is firmly in yes, but territory. I'm going to you... spend a story point. I don't want anyone okay. to notice that I took that. All right. No, that's cool. All right. Yeah, so uh, tra- uh, you successfully palm the uh, the power cell and nobody sees it. Um, and then I threw it in a way so that the other power cell that I, that mm-hmm. I didn't palm would probably burst when it landed so that it seems oh, like yeah. I just threw them. Yeah, that thing blows up like a Samsung Galaxy. It is just on the floor in sparks. <laughs> and... Yeah. Oh, well, there goes our sponsorship deal. <laughs> Oh, were they? Oh, no. Yeah. So I, yeah, so I palmed it and I, I stick it into my yeah. pocket without anyone noticing it. Okay. Doctor, you can still feel that that voice coming from, from further down the, the corridors, deeper into the, uh, into the heart of the capital. So as I was saying, I don't know who to trust. I don't think I trust anyone right now. But one thing I do know is that right now, the only way out is through. And I go moving towards that, that, that feeling. All right, you turn the corner where the uh, the Chancellery Guard um, had come from, and there are cells and cells. You know, you recognize these cells because you were in them not too long ago. Um, but you can now see in each one of these cells uh, are women in red and gold and silver robes. Um, it is uh, there are there are uh, dozens of members of the Sisterhood of Khan, and further in you can feel that voice still calling to you from deeper within uh deeper within the uh the 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 prison the dungeon do i see the sister that i first saw when i was about to go into the labyrinth uh as are you walking further in to the 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 dungeons yeah as i'm 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 actively looking in the cells to see if i see her Absolutely. Um, you walk deeper into the dungeons, past all of these cells with members of the Sisterhood in, um, to where the voice is calling you, until you find a cell um, containing one individual standing on her own. Um, and as soon as you make eye contact with her, that voice on your head stops, and you immediately recognize who she is. She is the mother of the Sisterhood, the, the, the member of the Sisterhood of Khan who you encountered at the beginning of the labyrinth. And she looks at you and smiles and says, Ah, finally, Doctor. The end begins.
Ooh. Whoa. Hang on. Oh, she got a she got a message from the ether. You Hang on. I gotta I gotta say that again. No, it wasn't a fax. My my mom's Roomba just suddenly. That's right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. oh, you have a canine. I found attacked by a chumbly. <laughs> Somebody today on Facebook said that they want to put googly eyes on their Roomba, and now I want to like secretly do it and not mention it to my mom and have her just it. notice it one day if I can find yeah. them. Yeah. 